0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Muriwa Gawaza, and for today, we're getting into, you know, one of those conversations that I wish... Um there were more of when I was a, a younger individual. I still count uh, and consider myself as part of the youth because you know we we're we're yet to reach the fourth floor of life, um, you know, as yet and and depending on what definitions you use, um uh, you know, the young people out there are always looking um, at ways uh, to navigate, um, you know, this very complex world in which we exist in. And it's not only young people. Um, you'll find even people in their mid-career and late careers tend to, you know, be looking for that, uh, you know, that next step up or to at least just understand, you know, where to go. And that's the type of conversation we're going to be having for today. And uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, uh, the who you know versus the what you know. And, you uh, a conversation around mentorship um, in the business arena in South Africa, and uh, you know, for today we are joined by someone who herself has gone far in life uh, because uh, she is the CEO of Eclipse Communications. That is uh, one of uh, you know one of the uh, you know notable names in um, in, in the communications sphere here in South Africa, and that is uh, Cheryl Reddy. <laughs> Cheryl, uh, greetings to you today.
1: Hi, Madiwa. Thanks for having me.
0: Perhaps uh, a good place for us to start before we launch into, you know, the the who you know, the networking, the mentorship, um, you know, those types of things. Uh, Maybe we can get a sense of uh, Eclipse Communications, a little bit about the business, uh, you know, and what it's like leading such an organization.
1: So well, Eclipse Communications is a full-service communications agency. We're an independent agency rooted in South Africa. But over time, we had to diversify onto the continent in line with our clients' needs. So today, we operate in South Africa, Mauritius, and we have in-country partners on the continent by way of Kenya, Namibia, Nigeria, and Ghana. We offer communication support to Clients of small size, medium size, and large size, so clients um, the likes of Pfizer, South Africa, Mondelez, TikTok, etc. And the work we do for them essentially range from public relations support, social media, eventing, reputation management, as well as design.
0: Uh, That sounds like, you know, quite a number of uh, different services that you guys are um that you guys are engaged with there i think in our role the type of work that we do you know for the business day um you know we are in constant communication no pun intended um Mm -hmm. with uh, organizations such as yourselves and you know eclipse is one of those companies that i've worked with um on a number of occasions you know given the the types of clients that you guys are servicing but today, you know, we aren't here to talk necessarily about communications, but rather, um, you know, mentorship in, uh, in in corporate South Africa or in the business landscape. Um, what's what's your interest in this space? And the reason I'm asking that question is because usually, um, when you hear of these uh, conversations um or where these types of topics are brought up you often um uh, you often have them coming from the view of uh, people in hr people management um you know executive coaching that type of thing but you know you are a whole ceo uh, here to talk about mentorship why
1: So before we dive into the topic of mentorship, I think it's important to highlight that we have the highest unemployment rate in the world, sitting at 32.9% in the first quarter of this year. And if we quantify that further, that equates to 7.9 million people without jobs. Stats South Africa indicate that almost 250,000 young people lost their jobs in the first quarter of this year. And a further statistic that alarms me is that 70 to 80% of small businesses fail within the first five years. Now, these are alarming statistics, and it points to the ever-increasing need for mentorship initiatives. So either there are mentorship initiatives on the go, or we're not doing enough. So either we're not doing enough, or we're not talking about it enough so that we're able to encourage a culture of mentorship. Mentorship really has the ability to add immense value to not only entrepreneurs, but also vital for shaping the life skills of our youth, both personally and professionally. So a close example for me and one close to home is that year in year, a brand like Pfizer runs an ESD program to which this year we as Eclipse are a beneficiary of this program. And some of the benefits to being a beneficiary is monetary support. So Pfizer's awarded us a grant that we can put to any area of critical focus for our business. They've given us access to rich content via a third party platform. And lastly, they've awarded me a personal mentorship program that enables me to grow in my role as a CEO.
0: Oh, I see. So I guess for you, um, you know, an important area, maybe you could um, give us uh, a little bit of insight, um, you know, into there's a statement that is commonly thrown around um, in a lot of circles, you know, sometimes people often say that to make it in life, it's who you know, as opposed to what you know. Do you agree with this?
1: Yes and no. So yes, because having a professional network is critical to your growth, both personally as well as a business. So as an example, you know, based on me continuously expanding my network, I'm able to tap into several C-suite individuals that could potentially need communication services. But the what you know is equally important. So an example of this is I recently did a reputation management talk and just based on what I know in the reputation management space and my years of experience, it enables business to come my way based on that so it's it's a combination of both i would say
0: um and it is an interesting one, and do you think you know more should be done i guess from a support point of view um around um getting can i i don't know what what word to use uh creating a pipeline infrastructure programs um in there you know uh, your thoughts just around uh, i guess an approach because as far as i'm concerned you're never too young you know to take on a mentor or to at least um get some kind of guidance around where your life is gonna go Uh, because i think even you know nowadays uh, we've reached that stage where even kids, you know, as they get into high school, they're already thinking about what subjects they're going to be uh, picking and focusing on, you know, so that by the time they matriculate, um, they've got certain areas of strengths and then they can get into university. Uh, So, you know, just the approach, um, you know, when is the right time to to, to start some of these things and, you know, how uh, do you think, uh, you know, some of those things should be approached?
1: So you're, you're spot on when you say that you don't have to be young or old or any particular age to um, go into a mentorship journey with a mentor. So it really does depend on your personal and professional ambitions. I would say that there are many different ways to encourage and support mentorship. So you have formal programs and, um, you know, most companies have established formal mentorship programs where they um, encourage it. They it forms part of your KPIs, but there are also ways in which you can do it informally. I would start by saying it's critical for you to assume a mentor. And that's because if you look at a young professional fresh out of varsity, starting their first job, you know, they don't know enough about um, a company's culture, how to navigate the ins and outs of that company. Um, just professional etiquette when dealing with your peers and your line managers. It's It's quite daunting for that young professional coming into the space. And so mentorship can really guide that new employee through experiences, knowledge sharing, deep understanding of the professional etiquette, but also the company culture of that particular business, and guide that professional in terms of settling in, in terms of expanding their professional network and advancing in their careers. Now I'll take you back to a personal journey of, of my own. In my journey to becoming Eclipse's CEO, I was mentored by the head of business banking at FNB, Lukesh Govindasamy, and his guidance was really invaluable in my career. So I was in my thirties with a mentor and he, I spoke openly to him about the challenges I was faced with, um, help navigating in terms of solutions that I could bring to the business and Apart from being invaluable in my career, I spoke openly about it to my direct reports in terms of what I was learning, how I structured these sessions, and really encouraged them to also find mentors of their own. Because I I firmly believe that leading by example is an important way that we can showcase to others what success can look like for them too.
0: Because this is a business platform, we do need to get into some of the nitty-gritties. Um, and I like the fact that, you know, you are giving us some of your own personal experience. Um, and I think it would be valuable to get that real-world case of, you know, how it's helped you because you've, you know, beca- uh, you've, um, you know now become a CEO, um, you know, and uh, you're a business leader in your own right. Um a couple of things you know that a young that i'm putting myself you know i'm now putting on my hat as a young person and uh you know listening to you and i'm now asking a couple of things um when you found uh the head of business banking at f n b what role were you in what? at f n b and how did you actually broach um it's two things firstly what role were you in and then secondly um how did you even broach that subject of mentorship with um you know that particular individual how did you identify you know him as someone who could possibly be a mentor as well
1: so when i um approached lukesh i was the managing director of eclipse in johannesburg so i was focused regionally and um I'm a big advocate for LinkedIn and spend a lot of my time reading content on LinkedIn, looking at what people are doing, connecting with leaders in their own right. And so I came across a few pieces of content from Lukesh that left me quite inspired. And some of the content resonated with me in terms of the direction I wanted to take. So I knew that I wanted an upward growth towards being the CEO one day. And so I really just inboxed him on LinkedIn and I said to him, um, so firstly, given F&B being a progressive bank, secondly, you know, some of the content you write about really resonated with me and it, it resonated me to a point that I'm approaching you because I feel that I can learn so much from you, given your expertise in the business banking world and how to grow the Gauteng region specifically, and I'm in a regional role, so there's so much synergy and I would love the opportunity to have you as my mentor. And he was very open to it. And I, and I also went further to say, look, a mentorship is only can only really work if, if two people are committed to the process. So we both agreed that we would meet at each other's offices or we would alternate and meet meet at at each other's offices on a monthly basis. Um, We shared contact numbers. So if there was things that I needed outside of that monthly meet, we would be able to chat via WhatsApp, we would be able to chat via email and things. But then COVID COVID hit us and we were moved into remote working. So we were connecting via teams. And I, I my advice to young professionals is to firstly and firstly understand what it is you want. And so what do you want from a mentorship? And then aligning yourself with a person that you believe is the right person to enable and support that growth that you're after. And then to just be bold and ask for the mentorship. I read an article a couple of weeks ago that said you should never ask someone um, to just be, you know, to be your mentor. And I thought to myself, why? Why can't we have these direct conversations and ask if we want someone to be our mentor?
0: You know, that's actually a very interesting point that you that you brought up because I was literally going to ask, you know, to say when approaching someone to become a mentor, right, um, are there any guidelines, you know, uh, because obviously there isn't one correct way of doing things. Uh, but any guidelines just around you know how to make um, you know such an approach and uh, especially you know given the fact that there's so many different ways um, in which things can happen so for example you could um, you could let something happen organically you know perhaps this is someone that you befriend and over time yeah people get to know each other they're hanging out and then they you know uh, take interest to say oh you know this is what's happening in my career and this is what I'm trying to go and then the other person has you know some nuggets and then you develop um, a relationship that way Uh, whereas other people can take that direct route like uh, you know what you've uh, um, like what you did in your case where it's literally a direct message where you literally say hi um, you know I really like um, you know the the, some of the content uh, that you've been putting out um, and I think that you are the type of person I would love to mentor me you know so just some thoughts um, around uh, perhaps good approaches when it comes to broaching some of these subjects.
1: I think you touched on it beautifully in terms of there's so many different ways in which you can attract a mentor, right? So the the one is that peer-to-peer friendship and you just feel like you can learn and grow from someone. So great to have that conversation. And it doesn't even have to be a formal conversation where you ask that person to mentor you, but rather just, you know, have fluid conversations between you both. The second is um, some companies offer formal mentorship programs where they assign people to you or or, or assign a person to you. But then there's the other way of doing it, which is exactly the way that I did it, where you reach out to someone you admire or someone you think you can learn from. And if I look at just my own example, I'm in the communication space and I reached out to someone in the banking space. So you almost think that there's a natural progression that you have to speak to someone in communications or in the industry you're in, you don't. Um, You have to speak to someone who you feel that has the, the same synergy as you, or you feel you can learn and grow from. And lastly, there are, you know, there are programs like the one I'm currently on with Pfizer, where it's an ESD program. You get, you formally get assigned a mentor and you um, get to work with your mentor on the certain, you know, the goals that you have and align and and have that person support you in expanding your professional network. So there are different ways of um, finding mentorship, but more than anything, it's first and foremost, really about understanding your goals, like where are you headed? What do you want? Um, Because if you know what you want, It's then so much easier to define the person or the people to surround yourself to help you get there
0: and i think the other piece that uh, comes along with the approach um is the the fact that is the factors that you've just brought up now whereas in some cases um you have the the formal uh you have the formal types of situations like what uh, the the programs um that you've set up that you are on uh, versus um an approach like the one that you did informally um you know with your own mentor so Just your thoughts around um, what's going to create a stickier relationship. And I say that because um, I think we need to recognize, obviously, the fact that um, when someone is assigned... Uh, a mentor that sometimes you begrudgingly, you know, take that mentor on um, because you haven't been able to choose. In certain cases, maybe the person who's being assigned isn't as invested because it's a job, you know, all of those things. And um, those might be factors. But at the same time, some people might just feel um, that it's a factor, even when it's not. You might just feel that, ha, you know, how much is this person actually caring about me? They're probably just doing their job. They've been told that they need to mentor me. And that's as far as it's going to go.
1: So um, there are two particular sticky situations. So the one you mentioned is a good one because, um, often, you know, if you get assigned a mentor and first you personally feel that person doesn't have your best interests at heart or they're not, they're not they're an actual misfit for you. I think it's important to have open conversation. So if it's a formal program, you go to the person that established the program, be it your HR, your CEO or even the business that is in charge of that mentorship program and have an honest conversation around the fact that you don't feel this person is going to add value or you've had a few sessions, the person is not really invested um, in making the time to sit with you. So I'm a big fan of straight talks. And so go have the conversations that allow you to walk away from that particular program and onto someone that is going to give you the value that you're looking for. So that's one sticky situation. The second sticky situation, so I'll bring it back home to the communications industry, is that if I, I encourage my people to... Um, you know, to to go look for mentors in the industry. And I think the sticky situation here is what happens if one of my direct reports picks someone they admire that happens to be another agency leader? So now you choose an agency leader for competitor to have this mentorship program. And often, you know, you're divulging personal information about where you're at in your journey, but also professional information about the company and about your line management, which could be quite a sticky situation in terms of giving that inside information to a competitor. So you have to be mindful of that dynamic as well.
0: It is an interesting dynamic, uh, you know, to think about. I hadn't fully thought about it from that point of view, but it's very true to say that there might be a little bit of a conflict of interest, um, you know, when it comes to some of these things. And I and I guess that's why. Um, trust then becomes a really important uh, bedrock on which to, you know, have some of these, um, you know, some of these interactions. So the other layer then, you know, when if we're going to drill down, let's say going down the path of uh, formal mentorship, um, because, you know, you've established this program, the one that you are on, should corporate companies, you know, uh, be tasked, With having internalized mentorship programs of some sort. I've heard um, of a number of corporates in South Africa that have uh, formal mentorship, you know, sort of built in to the way that the organization works. And I think you mentioned it earlier on to say that um, in certain companies, um, that aspect of, you know, grooming and all of that becomes part of one's KPIs. So, you know, just your thoughts, especially as someone who is running an organization, should um, mentorship be part of an organization structure or um, is this just one of those things that we should, you know, each person should just be responsible for their own career?
1: I have a few different thoughts on this one. So the first is that I do believe companies should encourage mentorship, be it through formal programs or just encouragement of mentorship culture. I think it's, it's fundamental for companies to do, particularly inside first. And then you have many companies that already have established um ESD programs. I spoke about enterprise development program, supply development program that, that I'm on with Pfizer. And um, so many companies do have that where they are supporting the industries at large more than just their own employees. Um, but I don't think we should be forced into it. I think it should be encouraged and supported. But at the end of the day, if you mandate it, how valuable is it going to be if someone isn't really in or fully invested in that process. So at Eclipse, we we have a few programs that we run. So we we piloted a mentorship program a couple of years ago. So it was done with our founding partner Jackie McEwen Powell, and we went externally to up and coming PR professionals. And basically, one deserving professional was going to be awarded the six month mentorship. And the candidate Panash Manaka completed the six month internship. I mean, sorry, mentorship, so much so that we were so impressed with her, we awarded her an internship inside our business. And she's still an our employee today. She's now an account executive and she reckons she's going to have my, my job one day. And I'm definitely here for that. But when we, <laughs> when we piloted that program externally, we started to internalize and realize there's so much more that we can be doing internally. So we don't have any formal, um, programs or programs forced upon our employees, but we have programs that support our employees should they want to. So. An example of this is we have an internal program called Eclipse Academy and it's regular discussions around turning the PR professional into the new age communications professional. And it's a monthly program where we bring industry experts or internal experts to speak on particular topics. And there's a point system and at the end of it, one employee gets to live and work in another country for a period of time. So our most recent program concluded and our successful um employee for that program was darshan and darshan got to experience living and working in mauritius for a period of time we're currently running burst two of that program where the next deserving individual is going to live and work in kenya for a period of time And so no no employees forced to participate in the program, but they're encouraged to participate in the program. People in our organization are encouraged to assume mentors, whether internally and externally. And the uptake is really upon them if they want to advance their careers. And I don't believe it should be forced upon South Africans. I believe it should be something that we have in place and we offer them. But really the onus is on you if you want to land a job, if you want to grow in your career, that you then take up what's available to you.
0: Yeah, no, it, quite an interesting one, and especially the way that you are encouraging this type of thing. And I can imagine that if you're in an organization, uh, big or small, one of the factors that people consider um, is to say as as much as we want to – because as a business, right um, – when i was in when I was in business school, we did a lot of um we did a lot of training around sustainability and one of the things that you begin to understand around sustainability one of the tenants is um is continuity is important and especially uh, continuity within the context of win-win situations that so in this particular case, that which is good um for an employee's personal career development is good for an organization's own development. So against that backdrop, right, um, do you make a distinction between mentorship programs and and uh, succession planning in an organization?
1: There's definitely a distinct difference because mentorship is, um, like I said to you, in our environment, it's not forced upon you. It is um, something we encourage if you want to advance in your career. And it enables you not just to advance in your career but also to develop you know character development. There's so much that goes with with a mentorship but succession planning looks different in terms of you know people in the business that the business has identified as um People they want to develop further, and that can be through a series of initiatives with, to which mentorship is just one. Um, you know, they could be training courses that we want to send someone on. So, as an example, for myself, if I was in a position where I needed to develop business acumen in line with becoming the CEO, then there would be an external training program that I would need to go on. It would be it would be mentorship. It would be internal kind of career building. So there's there's definitely a distinct difference. I think with succession planning, it is a little bit more deliberate than. Mentorship
0: yeah, because the reason why I brought that one up is because I think sometimes when we when we talk about uh, mentorship and especially the way that um, some of the conversations around um, issues of mentorship are brought up or at least positioned, um I wouldn't blame you know certain people for thinking that um getting a mentor is going to guarantee one's success or one's elevation or upward trajectory in a career. I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense.
1: It makes absolute sense. And um, Madiwa, I think it's an interesting point and dynamic to highlight is that there's so much of misconception around what a mentor is meant to do for you versus what mentees actually think a mentor is meant to do. So the perfect and most simplest example I can give you is, as a mentor, I'm not going to update your CV for you but I am going to guide you on how to make your CV more attractive. And the reason I use this point is because I'm a mentor to three young professionals in the industry, and the, the perception that they walked into these sessions With were around, I'm gonna, Cheryl's going to get me a job or Cheryl's going to update my. No, it doesn't work that way. You know, it's the soundboard, it's the dialogue, it's my shared experience, it's the knowledge sharing, it's the guidance and support, but it's not the actual doing for you.
0: Would you not, um, would you not also understand why um, certain people might think of things from that point of view, why that misconception? Has come about because we started off this uh, discussion with you, you know, outlining the high rates of, you know, unemployment that are out there. And I guess in certain cases, certain mentorship programs are sold as, uh, you know, that whole thing where, you know, if you do this, if you listen to that person, it's going to lead to X, Y, and Z. Whereas, you know, in reality, that's not always the case.
1: I think twofold. So one is definitely the desperation, um, from individuals. Today. I mean, like we highlighted up front, massive unemployment rates in South Africa and people are just desperate for jobs. So they're clinging on to anyone and anything that's going to, you know, help them. So, so that's the one. The second is definitely maybe what we need to be doing is putting out more resources around the, what a mentor is, what a mentee is, and that relationship between a mentor and mentee. And maybe we're not doing enough to make people understand the value of that relationship and what it actually entails. And that's where the misconception is coming in.
0: Yeah, it it will be an interesting one, you know, to see how uh, you know how some of these things um develop over time, and I think you know in this uh, last part of uh, today's discussion, um, one of the other misconceptions um is uh, I guess um i've heard people throwing around the term of sponsorship uh because I think throughout today's discussion we've um we've distinguished between um a lot of different terms that tend to be thrown around um you know in this discussion mentorship um what do you call this mentorship career development supplier development um you know we also talk about uh we also talk about succession planning like what we said just now. Uh, we also talk about uh, uh, we also talk about you know programs that are meant to you know uh, result in a job or a certain role you know versus programs that are meant to guide um so sponsorship um you know where does that fall onto onto the spectrum
1: so um there are different types of sponsorship and that can come in Um, So let's start with the monetary form, right? So if I'm sponsoring a particular student... I'm, I'm likely sponsoring them financially to either attend university or, um, in a particular internship because you also find that those are some, sometimes sponsored by outside funders outside of a company. And so in that instance, I'm financially contributing to where you're at, but I'm not necessarily contributing from a, from the perspective of, you know, invested in your career development, your character development, um, and giving you that guidance and knowledge share. So, so that's the one. The second is definitely around um, influence. So, using um, my influence and my network, the network that's going to uh, progress them in their career. So, that's how I understand sponsorship versus what a what a mentorship would entail.
0: All right. Um, I think one of the definitions that I've heard. Um, you know, being given of sponsorship or what a sponsor is, at least within the context of a corporate um environment, um, is that you know, your sponsor within a company or organization is the person um that is uh speaking on your behalf or fighting for you, you know, when you're not in the room.
1: No, absolutely, there's definitely the act of advocacy that comes with that sponsorship, so there are definitely a few um ways to define sponsorship. But at the end of the day, um, there is a distinct difference between what a sponsor would do versus what a mentor would do. But, But I believe there are also similarities.
0: All right. Now, two more things uh before we let you go cheryl because uh, i think you know we've been learning you know quite a bit um you know around this and you know fortunately or unfortunately no two careers are ever the same uh no two professional lives are ever the same you know people sort of have to go about um you know making the most of the cards um you know that they've been dealt uh firstly because now you are part of an esd program and also uh mentoring um mentoring some young people and uh, also the fact that you've been mentored yourself now that you look back would you would you still have gotten a sponsor at the time that you did would you have gotten a sponsor a bit later on in your career or a bit earlier on in your career
1: so I should have got a sponsor earlier in my career and the reason I say that is because In 2011, I left the journalism world. So I'd been a journalist and editor for 10 years, and I decided I want to try my hand at something new. And so in 2011, I applied at a global PR agency and got my first role as a senior account manager, um, which is effectively a mid-level role. And all I knew and all I believed in was my ability to write content. I didn't know anything else about the job. And so at that time, it would have been, I believe it would have been really um, impactful for me to have worked with a mentor around how I advanced in my career as a PR professional now turned communications professional. And it was a very lonely journey to navigate, firstly, working in a PR agency versus working in a newsroom. Secondly, how to navigate conversations because I think as a journalist you work on demand you are you know you're churning out your two stories a day or whatever it is that your mandate is and in a, in the PR world it's so different because you can't put pressure on your client to to approve a story within a short space of time there's so many differences in how you communicate with your clients um how you act in the business versus how you are as a journalist and so i really believe that it could have been more impactful for me to have gotten a mentor way back then in my early 20s
0: okay uh, it is a it is an interesting one because as you're talking i'm now reflecting on my own <laughs> on my own life and career and um i wish i had been uh, advised around um the value um of mentorship uh, perhaps a, a bit earlier on i think it was spoken about um in school uh, back in the day um you know bless my teachers you know who did try to bring some of these things up but i think more could have been done just to emphasize um the importance of some of these things um you know later on in life because it's only obviously they say that hindsight is 2020 uh, uh, but, um, you know, probably from a forward looking point of view, it would have been great, uh, to have a little bit more emphasis back in the day, um, you know, when it's, uh, when it came to, you know, some of these things. So, ending off. Now that we're at this place we've outlined uh all the various definitions uh we've um we've um outlined you know different approaches how people can find uh the right individuals uh, the importance um the role that it's played you know in your own life, and you know how you are you know paying it forward where are some of the stumbling blocks you know in the current mentorship conversation we spoke about um misconceptions earlier on but uh, from where you are your your perspective we mentioned it earlier on to say that you have been mentored you're currently mentoring you're part of an esd program all of those different factors it gives you um quite a good um you know broad view of uh, of the landscape, where are the the places that need to be you know improved, you know, so that we can be having better conversations around this topic?
1: So, firstly, and we spoke about it before, it's definitely around um, educating more on what the role of a mentor versus mentee is and the value in a mentorship. So, we're not having enough conversations about or putting out enough material around. Um, an understanding of that. Secondly, is the commitment of time. So often, um, and I, I'm guilty of this. When I signed on as a mentor to some of the young professionals, I did finding the time to spend with them was somewhat challenging. Also, you know, our industry is so fast paced, you schedule a meeting and then a client has a crisis that you have to attend to. So finding and making that time becomes critical. And so I started to use weekends because in that way, you know, that time couldn't be impacted versus a work day. Um, and then so that's the second stumbling block. Another one is just around, um, the fact that we have to start, um, Educating around the misconceptions of what this relationship entails and how to better it. And then lastly, for more to be done in the space, either through communication of initiatives that are in place or more to be done by Corporate South Africa to advance this discussion or to advance programs that start to support people in general.
0: All right. So education time and um, organizations doing a little bit more um, to give, uh, you know, room uh, for this type of activity to happen. So that's been us. We've been having, you know, quite a great conversation around um, the place of mentorship, uh, you know, corporate South Africa in in the business world. Um, And I really uh, thank uh, Cheryl for just being open, um, you know, with her own story of, you know, of how mentorship um, has uh, helped in her own career and how, um, you know, now she's, uh, you know, paying it forward uh, with some of the different uh, programs that, uh, you know, she's running. It is a very important conversation to be having uh, because I can definitely say that for myself, um, I said it just now and I'll say it again, I wish I had just known how important some of these things are. They say that your network is your net worth. And uh, I can definitely attest, um, you know, to the fact that, you know, that stuff is very true. You don't need, and I think this is, uh, you know, one of the Toughest parts of uh, this conversation. Um, and uh, I think Cheryl did explain earlier on to say that you need to decide what it is uh, that you want to get out of a mentor mentee type of relationship because often, you know, often where people struggle is to say who is the right person to mentor me because, yeah, in a broad sense, a lot of the time, all you want is I want to make it in life, I want to make it in life. Uh, but the question is, okay, cool but how do you want to make it in life what do you want um out of life what does a successful life look like and you know the, uh, the answers to some of those questions might lead you on a better path just around uh surrounding yourself with the right types of people uh, that can help you you know get to where you need to be and then hopefully uh, later on you then helping someone else to get to where uh, they want to go so big thank you that was us we we're talking to share already um who is the ceo of eclipse communications. Cheryl, thank you so much for being with us for today.
1: Thanks so much, Madiwa. Thanks for having me and let's have more of these conversations.
0: pocket costs or wherever you choose to get your pods costed. I've been Muriwa Gavaza, of the Business Day and Financial Mail and this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team it is a good evening good afternoon and good morning. <music>